Something tells me Coach O is uh, doing NAL long before NIL. He has a really good handshake. Fantastic. He has multiple different types of handshakes. He's got strong handshakes. He's got under the table handshakes. You know, <laughs> he's just got that repertoire. My name's Noah Lack, and your favorite athletes know a lot more about business than you think. Welcome to Athletes and Assets. I'm with my guy Rex Fluger. My guy Rex, for those of you who don't know and haven't watched the previous episode, which I know you'll do after this, is uh, Rex played basketball at Notre Dame, was a professional basketball player for a little bit, and now he's working for Pintar Investment Company. Rex is has an awesome story, but he's serving as a co-host for this episode. We're gonna we're gonna chat, shoot the shoot the shit, kick the can, whatever you want to call it here. Uh, but Rex, let's skip the small talk, man. Finish this sentence. If someone calls you buddy. <laughs> Then that person is patronizing you. No, to be completely honest, like for whatever someone uses the word buddy in any context and conversation, especially when they're trying to get the upper hand in that conversation, it seems a little degrading. Yeah. <laughs> when you brought, man, when you brought that up, like I had an epiphany. Oh my gosh. Now every time someone calls me buddy, I start to get a little triggered. <laughs> I get, I get, I get like visibly upset when somebody calls me buddy. I honestly just don't respond anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know if people even realize it, though, but but some people, like I had a friend the other day was like, kept saying, buddy, buddy, buddy. And I was like, good to see you, buddy. All right, buddy, take care. Bro, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the over excess of when people say it to, and then realize it when people around say they're trying to impress some girls or something around you. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you go from brother to buddy. All of a sudden, in front no, of that, yeah. it's like, that, what? I'm well, yeah, just your buddy now? Like, we, I'm not a no, small child. Yeah, no, that can't happen. <laughs> that, that, that that can't happen. I'm glad we addressed that. I hope that touches someone who's... Who, uh, and we're starting this off on the right foot. Um, <laughs> so, man, Rex, we, uh, we got some stuff to talk about. But I think... Um, well, it's something we can both level on, and like I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. The other week, I saw a video, and the University of Texas was hosting its recruits. And the recruits were, were walking, presumably, to the field or whatnot. And UT had this, like, line of, like, Maseratis and Benzes and Porsche. The cars weren't even in burnt, burnt orange. It was like they went to just a, a, like a Mercedes-Benz dealership. I want the players to get paid. I'm pro-NIL. That's not it. That's not what it's about. Yeah, I agree with that, especially when you're trying to get student athletes excited to come to your university for the right reasons and you're showing them these depreciating assets <laughs> all lined up you, you they, they, th- those cars probably lost like 20 percent of value once they left the lot to go put onto that campus so when you're sh- showing kids that have never really had money or came for money what they think they should be idolizing and for the reasons why they want to attend your university you're sending the wrong message right off the back in my eyes anyways but it seems like they're trying to address these campus college recruit sessions now like it's a 2000s rap mu- music video or something. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> this is modern day now. It's like you got to actually, people want to want to talk about wealth generation and creation and how do you maintain that? And then you're showing flashy cars right when you walk onto campus. That doesn't seem right. Where are your values at? Like for me, for me, you know, growing up in Houston, UT, there was tradition, history, culture, and it's almost like because on up, it's like they forgot they forgot what got them to be very successful. Uh, one was paying players under the table, 
Uh, and then mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, 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 what? What? Wait, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, don't whoa, do that in college. Whoa, no, whoa, 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 stop it! Uh, whoa, I tweeted about this. If UT could combine sprinkle in their history tradition with a little new school like NIL, you're gonna be fine. Keep it simple, and I think the kids and parents appreciate that still. Especially the parents. I think that's a great point that you bring up, especially because. If hopefully once I have kids later in my life, they're athletes such as myself and they get opportunities to go to these schools to check them out and see if they want to attend them. And if they're selling a bunch of fancy cars, uh, that's not going to say well with me as a parent. Because yeah. I don't want their mind to be that. Like the reason why I'm going to UT is because, oh, I'm going to be able to make a bunch of money by playing sports and it's going to be easy and then I'm going to be able to buy a Maserati and then. The, everything's coming to you too easily. You need a little bit of hardship. You need some right. understanding in the process of like how do you actually build up enough wealth to acquire one of those cars. If that's what they're doing, then awesome. That's great. But if they're not, maybe maybe try to go a different direction. Yeah, 100%. The entitlement is going to get get these kids, you know, ran over down the line because it's not the real world. Just, it just doesn't operate like that. Is the word student athlete is that extinct? Do you think like what does that mean to you at this point? <laughs> well, I think it, mean, it means it means something different to each person that is in that classification as a True. college athlete, because some people can take it more serious than others. People that actually want to see the value created in the education that they're getting while also trying to play their sport to the best of their abilities. But then there's some that just see it as just a, a stepping stone. Like I just need to get through this. So I can actually just focus on my real passion, which is true. There are a lot of athletes that are, they, they know their occupation. They know their direction. They know that they want to be uh, a professional athlete. And that's great. And you see stuff like the G League now letting in uh, high schoolers coming into that G League Ignite and then that overtime league as well. So there's different avenues for these players that want to specifically focus on their sport to become professional. But if you're going to go to college, you should be doing that because you want to go play your sport and you actually want to broaden your education. You know, the the overtime kids, I think they still go to high school, like they still take classes, but I don't think those guys are referred as student athletes when they play overtime. But hang on now. Isn't it the same thing when these college athletes are going to their universities, they're getting paid, they're taking classes, but they're making money playing basketball too? What is the difference at this point? It's it's really, there is no difference different it's kind of just however you want to view it. and i feel like that's what's happening right now in the political landscape of like the, the ncaa right now having uh, i think it happened this week though that a bunch of sec coaches and executives went up to dc to try to lobby on a federal level to start to gain, uh, gain clarification about what is nil and how are universities going to be able to implement it when it comes to the collectives like the funds that these boosters are creating now so it, it seems like this has been the trajectory. The NCAA has understood this from the beginning. Once they, the, the, the cat was out of the bag, or whatever that saying is, when the NIL first happened, it came down to, do we either put a stranglehold on what's currently happening and just like shut it down so we can figure out the rules, or do we let it just become the wild, wild west, build up a bunch of cases to show to uh, the government and the policymakers of what's going to be the next move because you're going to see all these cases now of people taking advantage of these student athletes and gaining a bunch of money off of them because they'll be able to just rip them off because they don't have the business knowledge. States have different laws with NIL right now that's going to create unfair advantages for those schools. Say that in Florida, Miami has the ability to pay these kids a lot easier than it would be if than somebody in a in, in a school out in California. 
then it's going to be obvious that kids are going to want to go to those Florida schools over California just because of that idea. And that's only because the policymakers in that state allowed for that to happen. So that's why I think these LSU executives, coaches, uh, Nick Saban's going up there as well. I think I saw Brian Kelly as was as well this week. So it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with that to see if they can actually gain some ground, get some traction towards getting some regulations with NIL within the space. Let's take a step back here. When well, you're at Notre Dame, you can have any type of NIL deal. Now, let's not talk about like, I mean, you can if you want. Like the company's cool. How would you want to make your money? You good with the social media posting? Do you, would you, would you have sold Rexy merchandise? Like <laughs> re- <laughs> hashtag Rexy poo and like make like t-shirts and, and, and sell them. Would you have the, the Rex Fluger basketball camp and, or a combination mm. of all of the above? And I have an answer, but I'm not going to say it. I don't want to give you a, I don't want group thinking here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would say that the one thing that I actually really wanted to do when I was in college was start a clothing company, uh, titled Positive Thinking, where I wanted to set up as a B Corp and be able to still give a lot of the profits away to charity and still sell that positive mindset brand out, which I've developed with my family. And then I've always believed into optimism is the best way of thinking. And regardless of that, it's like I wanted to create a business just trying to jumpstart that given that when you're in college as an athlete, that's probably the biggest time your brand is ever going to be because less than 1% make it to professionals or even get height in their brand after their college careers. And then CAA turned me down. They said, you can't use anything with your name on it. Yeah. All before the NIL stuff, obviously. But then it was just kind of just shot me down. You know, you're, you're killing the creative creativity of a potential entrepreneur because you're not allowing them to do that. That's why this NIL stuff is so great for that idea. But then the social media <clears throat> posts would definitely have been just easy, quick cash, which would have been very nice. Uh, at least you'll get some business knowledge going through that because you start to understand why certain posts generate more money for you because of the amount of clicks that you get, the amount of views you get. And so you start be starting to analyze data, starting to actually get like more of a perspective on everything. So uh, definitely there's a bunch of different avenues that I would have wanted to take if that actually did transpire. Yeah. So while I was in school, I joined a business fraternity called Delta Sigma Pi, shout out DSP. We, as part of the pledging process, we had to raise money. And the way we did that was we made shirts, Santa Clara shirts, but Patagonia themed. T-shirts with, um, instead of the Patagonia logo, it like said Santa Clara on them. And man, those shirts sold so fast outside the, the cafeteria before practice. Basic white T-shirts, Santa Clara like, embro- embroidered right here. And I'm watching this money pile up. <laughs> I'm like, I wanna touch it. I wanna touch it but I couldn't touch any of it. But that merch sold so fast. If, if if I was in the NIL era, man, I would have made so much money like doing something like that. I know, there's there's a bunch of avenues and you can get creative too. Like what you're saying with the shirts and everything, there's so many different types of business ventures that these kids can go through, maybe based off of their own upbringings, who they have around them family-wise. You know, maybe someone, like, let's try to think of an example. Like you said, t-shirts is a great one. Maybe that someone's family's in the manufacturing business and understands how to get, you know, product placed so you can actually create certain cool new inventions. I'm just gonna use sneakers because that's probably the easiest. Say they know how to do that. And then all of a sudden you can mesh what you already know and then grow yourself 
as a business professional while you have that brand value. It just makes too much sense in that regard. But then there's obviously so many little granular details that you have to be worried about, about, about people taking advantage of one another and whatnot. So it's always, it's always good to have that foresight. You know what's hilarious about NIL era? You can tell on social media without the hashtag what posting is, is an ad and what's not. I'm not gonna name any names here because like I'm, I'm gonna have some people coming after me. But someone on their story, hey guys, I'm here at the Toyota dealership and I'm gonna get a car. Come to the Joe's Toyota dealership now. This is great. Get your vehicle today. It's like, bro, how much did they really pay you for that? That was horrible. <laughs> It's crazy. Like, you can tell what's an ad and what's not. I, that's just so funny to me. I know. I, some of my former Notre Dame teammates, actually, uh, they were doing car ads as well. And it's just so funny because <laughs> some of them are just complete sticks, just no emotion <laughs> on their face. So they're in the car, just like, wow, these leather seats are fantastic. Or <laughs> they're just trying to put on their best acting voice with no prior experience doing so. But then it's like, hey, good for you. Go get your money. You got to go, yeah. go out and still do that. But like you said, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm eating canes today. It's so good. Yum. And then you're like, oh, now I'm eating in and out the next day. It's just like, okay. Underrated after effect is like NIL separates the men's from the men from the boys in terms of acting. Like, mm-hmm. like you know who's real, <laughs> you know you you know who's cut out for for the the uh, the brand acting and who's not. I'm gonna throw you a stat, and I want to hear your reaction. Um, where's the stat? Um, <laughs> according to SportsBusinessJournal.com, yeah, seventy-two percent. Uh, social media represents nearly three quarters of all NIL activity. Um, so right now, you know, social media influencers, where a brand mm. pays a student to post content, um, a student athlete's use of sh- social media to pr- promote their own brand or merchandise. Whose feet is in the background? Is someone like barefoot walking in the? Yeah, it's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is like a, Danny sounds like a duck, like walking. It's in the, I just hear. I just hear duck feet in the background. Danny, like, you're oh. a duck. Get back in there. <laughs> I feel like I'm sorry, Danny. I love you. No, no, no. Hit him with the hit him with the coach O from LSU. I'm doing a podcast. I'm like I'm doing I'm a present podcast. I <laughs> <laughs> just that was not Coach O. That was something completely different. Hey yo, because you remember when when Coach O was like, I'm doing a press conference. <laughs> I wonder how Coach O's doing, you know? It's Sunday. I wonder I wonder where he's at right now. I wonder if he's going to running shirtless down some college campus right now. I wonder but what he's up to. It, I, I just think I just thought that was so funny because he didn't curse. He just keeps he kept yelling, you doing a press conference. Man, that guy's a legend, honestly. In every regard. The way that he acts, the things that he's done in college football, obviously, but that just all around just I think he's I think he's currently on the market. I'm mm-hmm. just just off a soft Google search, um, but Coach O in this NIL era—that's like, I think something tells me something tells me Coach O is uh, doing NIL long before NIL. There's he has a really good handshake, like just fantastic. He has multiple different types of handshakes. He's got strong handshakes. He's got under the table handshakes. You know, he's just got that repertoire. He's got a lot of handshakes in his bag. Well, I, uh, a lot of coaches do. A lot of coaches do. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this was uh, this was a fun little little episode here. It's more surface level commentary, but um, I think you know we're starting to see enough things to to be able to 
to break these like silly nuances. You know, we figure I'd rather do that than than dive into a specific statistic and like shake my finger, a financial mismanagement of of NIL, whatever. Uh, any closing thoughts of what you're what you're what you think you're going to see next? You know, in the following years with with NIL. That's what I was going to say. I honestly have no idea what I'm going to see. The one thing I do hope is that college sports progresses and stays the type of product that it's producing right now because it's so entertaining. College football is one of the best in the world. College basketball with the tournament is top tier when it comes to just production value. So you don't want to lose that. So it's just hoping that these states and these governments or our government and then with these universities are able to at least work with the NCAA to try to figure out what's the best path forward to keep these kids still with the opportunity to go to these schools and play a sport to potentially go pro and hopefully that everyone can kind of find the best middle ground where it's mutually beneficial for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, we're going to wrap this one up. Rex, thanks for joining me. Appreciate you having me know. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe on Spotify or give us a like or a follow on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You know where to find us at Athletes and Assets.